0: Welcome to the Kiwi Music Podcast, proudly presented by the 13th Floor and Podcast New Zealand. I'm Marty Duda, and today I check in with Luke Buda of the Wellington band The Phoenix Foundation. The group has just released their first new album in five years. It's called Friendship, and you can listen in as Luke takes us through the new album, Track by Track. So we got a this is your first album with the Phoenix Foundation in like five years, so we won't take too long but how- long, what have you been up to, and why was this a planned hiatus for the band, or did it just kind of turn into that? I think
1: it sort of st- happened accidentally, and then it was like, well, actually let's not hurry let's give everyone and you know including us, but also you know like our audience in New Zealand as well, a bit of a break because. <laughs> I can't remember what year Horsepower came out. 2003, maybe. We've been touring, you know, New Zealand almost every every year since then. Right. Uh, and it's like you just gotta gotta give people a bit of a break sometimes, I think. Yeah. And uh, maybe we were a bit tired and
0: seemed like the right thing to do. And you're going we're gonna kind of run through it track by track. There's ten tracks on record. A lot of guests and stuff. So that'll yep. be exciting to talk about. Um, the album begins with the track called Guru, if I'm not mistaken, which is a uh, kind of um, bouncy and upbeat, which doesn't really give you get ready for the rest of the record, does it? You're suggesting the rest of the record is um, dow- down? down? Well, not down. It's kind of <laughs> mellow and chilled. Mm. Uh
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just I think it was just like that guitar line at the start seemed like the start of an album. right? you know? So, so that's what happened. And each each track, each track just finds its own character and its own identity in a pretty uh, esoteric way. So that one was that, that one was no different. But it does have like a quite a strong guitar intro, I think, with a with a, a hooky guitar melody. So it was like, all right, let's just start like that.
0: <laughs> and and how? What were the circumstances uh, around the recording of the record? Are you guys all in a place together recording, or these days you never know? No,
1: actually, actually, we were uh, we were practicing for COVID, uh, and we were all recording it in our own houses. No, it was it was it was very strange. Sam actually lived in, uh, New, Ze- in New Zealand. Oh my god. <laughs> Sam lived in New Zealand, would you believe? Sam lived in Auckland uh for 2 years. He he came back at the start of this this year to, right. to Wellington. So it was very much a chipping away in your own studio kind of a thing. Um it's very much a studio construct. I'm not sure if there were well there's definitely no just like all the band in a room right. playing together songs on the album. There were times when we were all together in the studio and that was like mostly for, for the mixing. Cause Chris was down. I think we did a, f- a few drum, like last minute drum things. And yeah, it was kind of weird. It's kind of, it was a not the most fun uh, process because, you know, actually hanging out with your friends is fun sometimes yep. <laughs> uh, when it goes well. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen so uh, Chris of... at the Wine Cellar a few times, uh, banging away in, with a, a jazz band and stuff. So it's been kind of fun to watch at least a he's, little bit of live music here.
1: He's a very busy. He's a very busy uh, drummer, yeah. uh, and I mean that as in not in his playing, but uh, right. he plays a, in a lot of bands and with a lot of yeah. people,
0: which is good. Okay. So the second track is called "Miserable Meal," and it uh, it's one of the tracks to feature the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra.
1: Yeah. Um, so what? So the way that the orchestra ended up on the tracks is we did our tour in was it 2018? I think it was 2018. See, so I'm terrible with I'm terrible with the past, the present, and the and the future, really. <laughs> um i think it was 2018 august 2018 we did a tour with the nzso and we chose two songs right uh two new songs to play on the tour because um well that seemed like a like a good idea because it was like this album's going to be just about finished of course it took another year but whatever um and once we got really excellent arrangements done for those two songs it seemed like the next logical step was to record the arrangement for those songs because now all of a sudden the studio recording seemed quite bare and like they're only half formed where before it was like this is just a nice this is a nice recording of a piano ballad with a band and it's fine and then it was like no do you know what it really needs now is a huge orchestra to make it finished so yeah that was i mean it's pretty excellent here that because the the orchestra recorded uh, section by section uh uh-huh. he, here in wellington so that's quite interesting listening to that appear like i think we began with woodwinds right which by themselves are are quite abstract so it's like we're sitting there and it's like the first things that come onto the track are like okay (laughs) and then you know and then slowly
0: it sort of fills in the full (laughs) picture appeared very cool does do you usually record an orchestra like that in bits and pieces well um that's the
1: first time i've I've recorded an orchestra Mm -hmm. Uh, But it did seem that the like Hamish, the the conductor, thought that was a pretty good way of doing it because you just have a little extra control, you know. You can, uh, you know, if the woodwinds do a couple of takes where they're slightly off or whatever, you that doesn't uh, ruin
0: everybody else.
1: I feel like I'm being a little bit unfair to the woodwinds there. Um, (laughs) Using you as an example. woodwinds (laughs) woodwinds <laughs> um, I've, I've noticed um, on uh, Claire, Claire Cowan's uh, Instagram she is currently recording a um, like a 55 minute ballet that she composed with the NZSO and they are doing it section by section too oh, so cool. it seems go. like in a really pro symphony environment that's what they do as well
0: very cool So now the next song is "Hounds of Hell," and it features Nadia Reid in there. Uh, How did you hook up with Nadia? What's what's happening there? Um.
1: Well, New Zealand is small, so (laughs) you know you do know. Sort of, uh, I can't really remember the first time I met met Nadia, but it was like ages ago. Um. And yeah, I think we just we we, we wanted to have lots of uh, female voices on the album. So, uh-huh. and uh, I mean, she she came up and we got in touch, and she likes the band. She's really into it.
0: It's always a plus. I mean, she's
1: in she's in that bloody crazy video, you know. Sam Sam got the idea for the video, and he's like, oh "My God, it's like me and Nadia hugging for the entire thing." You know, I'd first I'd better ask my wife what she thinks. And she was like, yeah, it sounds like a cool video. And then he was like, i better ask Nadia what she thinks. And Nadia was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool video. <laughs> probably quite an intense day for them, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it is, or was. It was like a whole,
1: a whole day of hugging in front of a camera.
0: Now, making the video is probably more intense than actually recording the track.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, I'd imagine much more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, songwriting wise, I, I've I've listened to the album, but I didn't get see any credits as to who's written what or if there even is any. How has it been working?
1: Can you t- when you listen to it, can you tell which when it's me singing and when it's Sam singing? Or I'm not like sure. A-
0: I wasn't thinking hmm. about it.
1: <laughs> well, it's um, generally like oh, there's I think there's three tracks that Conrad sent in the, the the initial ideas. And yep. in fact, My Kitchen Rules is, Conrad, is the rare example of the Conrad lyric. Oh, okay. Um, but he doesn't sing on it. Um, and then I sang on one of Conrad's and Sam sang on one of Conrad's. So that's Tranquility and Trim Sketch. Uh-huh. And then I think it's it just basically like Guru is Sam, Miserable meal is Me, Hounds of Hell is Sam, Decision of Dollars is me, Transitive Venus is Sam, then Tranquility I sing, then Landline he sings, then uh, it's his former Glory was me, and then it's My Kitchen Rules, which he sings, and then Trim Sketch, which he sings. But as as ever, the things are not as cut and dry, you know? No. Of course There's not. everyone, everyone has uh, influence and input, and, you know, finish up a, a line here and there, and I mean... Etc.
0: <laughs> okay, MS, moving on. A, oh, sorry. No, no, go, go for it. I, I was going to say, moving on, we're we're going to hear or talk about decisions, dollars, which features Holly Fulbrook of Tiny Ruins. So another mm-hmm. female voice that you've dug up. I found. Yes. I did, I must say, being in lockdown and talking, doing all these Zoom interviews, I've found an amazing a treasure trove of female vocalists in New Zealand everywhere. It's incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's... I mean, at one point when you had sort of like... It's like, you know, Lord and Nadia, Holly, Aldous, Red Fountain,
0: Tammy... Nielsen. Now there seems to be tons of Hannahs, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just, they're all over the place. It's great. Yeah, it's great.
1: That. It's it's really great. It really was. It really has changed. I mean, uh, you know, I know that um, things are, things in terms of uh, gender representation and all that are just still pretty terrible. But man, it's a lot better than it than it was when I was in when I was twenty. Yeah. You know. It's like you'd so rarely see a woman on stage at the local at the local venue. It really was like, Oh wow, look. Yep. They've got a woman in their band. That's good. <laughs> I mean even even my choice of words there or the words that came out of my mouth spoke about how bloody rare that was. They've yeah, got yeah. it's terrible. Yep, Ugh, yep. I feel ashamed of that sentence. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's not like up. that it's <laughs> not like that anymore and Thank God.
0: It's great. Yeah, exactly. So so how did you get Holly roped into this one? Just, you know, sent her a message. And she said, <laughs> yep. Um, it's quite a story you tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not really much of a story. It was just like, um, you know, what are we like? Hung out with Tiny Ruins in Queenstown, I think. They were playing at the um, Sherwood and we were playing some weird some like festival gig outside where it was our sound check was at eight AM outside and it was one degree. So the guitar strings were so cold that they right. felt like ice and oh, it man. hurt to play. Yeah. And they weren't in tune. And anyway, we played our gig and then we went and watched their gig at um at uh what do you call it? At the Sherwood and just had a really nice time having some drinks and chats, you know. New best friends um and so it was like oh we should get get holly to come and sing on it and uh well i was actually not at either the session sessions with nadia or with holly because they were both in auckland so that's when when sam lived with auckland right but um yeah holly obviously a bit of a harmony master because both of those both of both of her her contributions are, are pretty incredible harmonies yeah, and that song, so Decision Dollars, First, so it's it's been around, I think, since about 2015. I think it's taken me that long to bring it out. And uh, it's basically like a power ballad about being hungover.
0: Right.
1: Um, and uh, it's called Decision Dollars because when I was hungover one time, uh, hang on, no. Because my at my son's school when he was quite a lot younger, they had a jar in which if you made a good decision, you got a decision dollar. Ah.
0: And so one,
1: so one morning I was really hungover and I was like, I said something like, "Oh, I made a ter- I made that like you know, I made a terrible decision to drink that much last night." And I honestly can't remember whether it was me or my partner who said Ah no decision dollars for you um, <laughs> and yeah, and that's a pretty straight up song, pretty straight up just just about about being hung over i people Very seem good. to like that when we play it it's a it's a topic that is easy to identify with i think for certainly yes majority <laughs> of the human <laughs>
0: yes, species indeed. uh. Transit of Venus. now we're back with the NZSO. And I love it because there's some whistling at the beginning of it. So it's always a good sign. Yeah,
1: there's actually whistling. There's a kind of whistling throughout, but you just can't hear it as much because of the orchestra. So when we did the tour with the orchestra, they were all asked to whistle. I don't know whether they all did or not as they played their instruments, but uh, that was was pretty cool. We're going to go to the NZSO and we're going to say, okay, and now everybody whistle. Um, But uh, there was no... There was no revolution. I thought maybe they wouldn't be into it, but everyone likes a whistle. I can't actually whistle. No? I've never, I've never made a whistling sound with my
0: oh, face. Well, I remember I, I learned how to whistle when I was visiting my grandparents in England. I was five years old, and we were on a bus uh, traveling to uh, London from um, Midhurst or wherever it was, and so there was like two hours of a five-year-old suddenly realizing he could whistle oh yeah everyone insane so yeah (laughs) i like that
1: chris o'connor actually likes to whistle like that he's a lot older than five it's kind of like some weird like magic trick that he does sometimes he just starts whistling um sort of like a meandering tune which is aggressively jolly but it goes nowhere and it does drive you insane. And I've been in supermarkets with him when he's just decided to employ a strange weapon and we're walking around the supermarket and I'm just sort of walking with him as he's jauntily, you know, aggressively, jauntily whistling loudly at the supermarket. And I always feel like it's some kind of it's some kind of test that I have to pass to right. just accept that he's going to do this right now and that I'm just going to
0: Just Well let's let's hope he's wearing a mask these days when he's at the supermarket and that'll keep it to a minimum.
1: (laughs) That'll that'll bring bring the volume down for sure. Maybe he'll be wearing one of our official Phoenix Foundation COVID masks.
0: Ooh. There you go. Nice plug.
1: (laughs) Quite quite sort of semi professional that plug, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was. That was nice. Nicely done. We're back with Holly on Tranquility. It's a very slow, dreamy kind of tune. Which would make sense with a song called "Tranquility." Yeah, well,
1: it was at one point the 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 working title was "Anxiety" because it has the line "Age of Anxiety" in it. Oh. Um, one of the sort of uh, one of the funny things for me is that uh, that song and "Hounds of Hell" are very seem quite. Uh, prevalent to our COVID times, but they—you know—they were both written a couple of years ago. So already right. two years ago, we we're already feeling like things are a bit much, and then you know, 2020 happened. So it's
0: been a strange yeah, so year, that's for
1: sure. Tranquility was a demo of Conrad's, which was called four-track trial because you see, Conrad, um, Conrad likes to do all sorts of strange things in a studio. Right. Um, So I don't really know why that one was called Four Track Trial. I think there's more than four instruments in it. But um, it's a rare example of me writing lyrics in one sitting. So I don't often have uh, moments where things come to me from some... It's more like a horrible, really long battle with getting some lyrics that I don't find too embarrassing to sing. Or this one... I was actually at my neighbor's house. I had nowhere to make music at home and my across the road neighbor, Norbert, who is a German man and a puppeteer who built his own house with his bare hands. Uh, he Norbert, said, Why don't, I'm, going, I'm going away. You can come to my house. You can set up some stuff at my house while I'm away. So thank you, Norbert. One you. late night I went to Norbert's house. And I recorded and I had to listen to Conrad's track Tranquility and I sat there for a while and it pretty quickly those lyrics came, came out. Excellent. Which I, I feel, yeah, which are uh, not about how uh, uh, you know, depressed I am or how I feel fat and tired. So anytime that the, my lyrics aren't about that, I feel pretty satisfied. And I managed to <laughs> find something a- else to sing about,
0: <laughs> and uh, so then we got to something a little more upbeat—a uh, tune called "Landline," which uh, al- almost you could almost describe it as. Well, I almost could describe it as goofy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's a little bit goofy, um,
1: man. Yeah, there was some talking about that today. Actually, this this morning, uh, we were talking about um, comedy. Uh comedy and music and how the weird sort of gray line that you can kind of, you know, like sometimes we've toyed with with things that have irritated people. Like our song on Buffalo, Orange and Mango, got a lot of uh, derision because it was too silly. And before (laughs) Buffalo came out, we put out an EP called, I think it was called Merry Christmas. Yes, uh, which was very silly. A lot of silly stuff on it, and people, well, some people found it really kind of offensive, uh, <laughs> because, you know, like it's just silly. Why, why would you do a silly thing? But um, one of my absolute favourite bands of all time is Ween, and the thing about oh, Ween,
0: right. <laughs> you know,
1: they, but the thing about them as well is that they're not really cut and dry whether it's comedy all the time either they they also run this weird sort of gray area where it's like what's actually going on and yeah i, I don't actually think landline is that far along that
0: uh-huh but um <laughs> well that's that's interesting ween yeah okay i can see that yeah shit yeah and, and also uh, kind of know, a, it's, it's got a great baseline this and a couple of other tracks and and uh yeah that's kind of fits in with what they were doing as well
1: Oh yeah. I mean, Tom's a, we're pretty lucky to have Tom or Tom Callwood's very reliable. First time he came to a Phoenix foundation practice. Cause he, he's only been in the band about 10 years.
0: Right. So he's a newbie.
1: Yeah. He's a new, actually Chris is the new guy. Cause he's been in the band for seven. That's right. Um, uh, Tom had, Tom had worked out every single song of ours on every album and EP and he had it in a little book. <laughs> and we were learning a two-hour set, and he knew everything. And it was the first time he played it. Amazing!
0: <laughs> yeah. that's you guys could probably learn something
1: from him about your own music. We did. It was like, well, that's how you play. Oh, you know how to play that song. We haven't played that in years. Oh, those are the chords. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I, landline is not that silly though. I mean, it's nah. uh, there's a long tradition of that kind of stuff. Anyway, I mean. um, Ghost Town, man, I love that song. You know, mm. all the pubs clubs have been shut down. Oh, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> you know, Blur. You know, so Blur, in my opinion, are a song that are basically influenced by Ghost Town. That's, or at least the first few Blur albums, just like these guys love uh, the Specials and they love Ghost Town. Right. And both Sam and I were hugely into Blur at high school. Oh, cool. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm being defensive about the fact that
0: you said Goofy. No, but I'm actually
1: no. not feeling defensive. I'm like, yeah, it's a bit goofy.
0: <laughs> and... Now, the next track definitely is not Goofy. Former Glory. Yeah. It, it seems uh, somewhat political, if I may say so.
1: Uh, maybe. Touches of that, I guess.
0: And it's also it sounds quite autobiographical. So
1: yes, it's very autobiographical. Um yeah, that one weirdly was quite hard to get right. Really? Like I did I did lots of uh different versions after we tried it as a band. I sort of lost my mind on it a little bit to to be honest. There's I don't know. 10 different, almost fully formed versions of that track on my hard drive.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But yeah, I that's like pretty, it. that's pretty sincere. It's probably the most sincerish sort of a thing on the album. Not that the other things are not yeah. honest, but there's a, there's a, there's a little touch, touch there of that. Anita Clark on that, Motta. she's... Oh yeah, uh, yeah. She's both singing and and, and playing the violin. In fact, it's kind of like a shred violin solo. It's awesome on that track. She's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you seem to be um, more reticent about talking about a song that is very personal than some of these other ones. So I I find that interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I
1: mean, it's just a – it's pretty – it's actually like um, so – clear and to the point, that one, that it's sort of, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it speaks for itself. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, we have number nine, number nine, which is my kitchen rules.
1: Yeah. So that's, which I didn't realize,
0: but I wrote after it, that it really cooks. Oh, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right. Um, And it turns out, you know, and the lyrics are actually about watching my kitchen rules. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Conrad mystery man. So, you know, at one point he sent a bunch of demos and it was like the two, I remember were four track trial and phase test. And then there was another one that was named like that. And then a little bit later, he sent a second sort of bunch of demos. And these were literally, there was my kitchen rules, master chef, and like some other food tv show based based one and then a completely different sounding to the other ones but that's the way his weird brain works it's like he'll go through some weird um uh, what do you call it like era of naming right and uh but then he actually wrote the lyrics to that song and they're about master chef like i don't know uh, one of the lines is something like Watching people, judging people on their best behavior in the living rooms of strangers <laughs> uh, on, on the edge of your seat.
0: Yep. Okay. Now, I think if I was going to write a song about uh, uh, somebody in, doing a cooking show, it would they'd all be about Nigella. So there you go.
1: <laughs> right. That'd be... Oh, like probably quite a lot of sort of um, Italian passion there.
0: Exactly. My cello, yep. <laughs> okay, that brings us to the final track on the album, which is something called Trem Sketch. What, what... Here you go.
1: Four-track trial, phase test, and Trem Sketch. Okay. Those were those. That was, the, the, that was that. Yeah, well, I really like... Um, I really like how uh, mellow and spaced out this is. Like it's really spaced out. At one point we had it earlier on in the album, but it was just so spaced out. I didn't feel like anything else right. after it. And this this actually has uh, um, our good friend uh, Tom Watson oh, yeah. on, on on trumpet.
0: Trumpet, yeah.
1: And uh, again, I think the um, the lyrics are pretty to the point. Um, I think it's literally about um, just like a really nice kind of all night hanging out with your friends playing cards listening to music vibe and I, th- I think I think Sam wrote those lyrics in one sitting I know because at one point I think I had a lyric change suggestion way later and he was like wow I just sort of recorded them in one sitting and I've got a I got a thing so I thought that one had very little angst attached it just like That's nice. And often, actually, quite a lot of this album had very very little angst attached with the recording of it, which is not a thing that we've experienced much in the past. In the past, we've often agonized over things, changed things a lot. Whereas this album, quite a few things just sort of came together and stuck. So that must be why you
0: didn't end up calling it Age of Anxiety then.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, I think, yeah, it's a bit angsty to call it Anxiety.
0: <laughs> so you've, friendships
1: it, a much better name anyway, and I think that there's already an album called Age of Anxiety.
0: Probably a recent, al- there's gotta a recent
1: album. Mm. There's
0: got to be recent album. So you got a tour lined up as well, right? Hopefully. Yeah, well, hopefully in November. I mean, is it? you just
1: and, I mean, and now for us, it's sort of like, well,
0: you got to book the
1: tour. You kind of just got pred- to. Right. I, I, I don't know about. Uh, th- it's not pretend that things are going to be all right, but just be like, well, we've just actually got to go through the motions, and right. hopefully it will end up being okay at that time. I mean, if we just wait, uncertainty is hard on everyone's mind. I think, but uh, we just got to we just got to carry on, right?
0: There you go. So um, yeah. And uh, up here, I think you're playing plan, plan the power station. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, and good. we're actually
1: taking, we're taking Anita on tour with us. So, oh, great. Mata, Anita Clark. So she's going to play, you know, string parts and she's going to sing. Very yeah. good. So that'll be cool. That'll be a nice little extra, I think. E- Excellent. How we'll fit on stage. I don't know, but
0: I'm sure you, you know, it's a pretty big we'll stage. Work it yeah.
1: out. Well,
0: the power station is some yeah. of the other venues. <laughs> Lord knows. Have you guys been putting on a few pounds during COVID and- Lockdown? Oh,
1: I was pretty fat before lockdown. So I'm still <laughs> fat.
0: <laughs> Got to get into fighting shape. Well, I actually did more walking during COVID than I ever have
1: before. So Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. Give Excellent. Every day, big family walk. That was, that was nice. Yeah. It's a nice routine that.
0: Yep. 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 Walking, walking is, is great. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you for spending so much time with me with a new record. It sounds great. I've I've enjoyed listening to it. And I can't wait to see you guys in the flesh around the corner here at the power station. It'd be great.
1: Brilliant. Thanks, buddy.
0: Thank you very much. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Kiwi Music Podcast, proudly presented by the 13th Floor and Podcast New Zealand. If you haven't already, be sure not to miss an episode by subscribing free to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.